Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perigen and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perigen, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. How are you, Jacob? I'm good, Wells. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Excited to to talk ball with our special guest of the day, Mr. Lane Lowry. How are you, Lane? I'm doing pretty good, Jacob. That's good, Lane. Both Jacobs, my bad. Yeah. You know, I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, this is Lane's second time on the podcast. Uh, he was here for week seven with us. And um, during week seven, Lane had a really good record. He went nine and two versus the outright, seven and four versus the spread. And he um, he went super dog, was two and oh, which is uh, pretty impressive. You know, I will say so myself. So we're going to see if he can top that this week. Um, I guess we can go ahead and talk about last week's results while we're here. Um, last week, I went the perfect 12 and 0 versus outright. What can I say, guys? I mean, I'm just – I guess I know ball. I mean, there's nothing else to go around it. I was 12-0 outright, 9-3 versus the spread. But I was 0-2 versus Superdogs, which is the first time that that has happened since – I think this is the first time Jacob went 0-2 as well, that both people have went 0-2 with their Superdogs. Jacob was 10-2 outright, 7-5 uh, versus the spread, and 0-2 Superdogs too. Um, that brings our season totals to so I'm 100 and 24 and 27 versus the outright. I'm um, 83 and 58 versus the spread. And I'm 19 and th- nine versus Superdog. Jacob is night, uh, 119 and 32 versus the outright. 79 <laughs> and 62 versus the spread. And eight and four versus eight and four, 14 versus Superdog. Unfortunately for Jacob, his chances of uh, getting to 500 on the Superdog has disappeared. Yeah, thank you, BYU, for that performance last week. Um, yeah, that was, that was bad, and but whatever is what it is. Speaking of last week, Jacob, what are, what were the key things that stood out from you, um, SEC, especially SEC wise? Um, I thought Alabama looked really, really good, especially on the road. Um, I didn't didn't like you know when Kool Aid muffs the punt and gives gives Kentucky a fighting chance. You know, you had a, you really had a you had a really big chance to put them out of the game give them no confidence but you never know you never if you give a dog a fighting chance you just never know and then um i was right about Ole miss um getting i think the term i used was boat raced versus georgia um and only i mean it was close to start the game off Ole miss had a really good uh starting drive but then from there it just kind of went downhill um what do you have yeah uh i think definitely the story of the week was um Ole miss just I think boat race is an understatement of what happened, especially in that second half. Um, I thought Auburn looked pretty good. They were up 21 nothing on Arkansas with, um, you know, five minutes in the game. Um, kind of got a little conservative after midway through the second quarter. I believe they were up like 27 to three at that point, 24 to three or something like that. Um, other big thing was uh, what happened with Mississippi State and A&M. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a team beat another team as bad as A&M beat. Mississippi State, and then both teams fire their coaches after the game. That was just a little something, a little sight to see. Lane, what are you, what are your thoughts on that situation? Uh, well, in my opinion, there's two second teams right there. One of them got a win, but what I was thinking is, is uh, if they don't fire uh, him before the game, or uh, Texas A&M, if they don't fire him before the game, say they beat LSU, you know, some people might be kind of mad that they fire him. But they uh, wanted to get him going, so that's their call, not mine. If they got the money, that big oil money, might as well go ahead and do it. And Zach Arnett, I just don't think he was the right fit for there. 
Another yeah. thing, going back to Jacob on muffing the punts, it seems like we struggle with that for pretty much the last few games. I feel like there's always been at least one per game for Alabama muffing a punt. Yeah, you just need to need to find some. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Kool Aid's one of the best cornerbacks in the country, if not the best. But I, I think it might be time to maybe put a receiver or you know, Sawyer Dearman back there. Whose job, <laughs> but somebody's job who is, you know, their job is to catch the football back there. So I agree. But you never know. I'm not Nick Saban. So there you go. I kind of wish I was Jimbo Fisher right now. I might be jobless, but, you know, 75 million is a pretty good, pretty good deal to work. How about, work. how about the $160 million fundraising or the donation check that they got that they presented to the team, like the fans at halftime? And after the game, he gets fired. You know, imagine imagine you're in the locker room and you're hearing about this donation that's getting shown to the crowd. Little do you know it's your check that's gonna get you fired. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Speaking of locker rooms, I don't know if y'all saw the picture of what was going on during halftime at the Arkansas locker room. I watched the Polish Express. Yeah, there the the red shirt locker room was watching the Polar Express during halftime when Auburn was up twenty plus on them. I mean, Um, I'm dry. At that point, you just know it's over. I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess they're the red shirt people. They're not in the game. They might as well just find some entertainment. Yeah. Just a quick question here: Uh, Who do you think Texas A&M can go and get? Me and Willis had this kind of this discussion earlier. Um, I'm a big name. I mean, they got that old money. They got, they got some money to play with. I personally think they should just uh, promote from within. You know, they got oh, us upstairs. Oh, Bobby Petrino. Bobby, I think Bobby's a great option for them boys down there at A&M. Um, I might go see like a Coach O go to state or something like that. I don't think that would be a bad hire unless he's just happy being rich and not doing nothing. Does Dan come back? Who knows? Uh, I know y'all saw the – um. Liberty's coach tweeted today, and I believe, and um, he was like excited to see you on Wednesday. He was talking about a Liberty event, but he didn't turn his location off, and the location said Starkville, Mississippi. Uh oh. So, Uh-oh. I, I, there was some talk that, that was fake, but um, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. But it was just something to keep an eye on. I think. I don't know, man. Do you do you think Lane leaves Ole Miss and goes to AM? Do you think they chase after him? Do you think they go after him? I mean. Uh, He's done a pretty good job with Ole Miss. I mean, eight and two. They're eight and two right now, but they did get you know boat race last week, like Jacob said. But two, I just don't two biggest opponents of the year. They got beat by both of them. So yeah, and I, I just don't think he wins big games. I think he's a good spot for Ole Miss, but I don't. I don't. Of course, <laughs> you know. I just think I think A and M is one of them places where there's a huge expectation, and it's got to be the absolutely perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what you do, but you yeah, but... there you go. Maybe try to go get Dabo. He seems like he ain't happy where he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's mad? I, I guess we should go ahead and jump into uh, pickums for this week because, I mean, as not exciting as they are, this is officially Cupcake Week. Um, yeah. yes. I, I love a good cupcake. Um, the first cupcake on the agenda is uh, Louisiana Monroe, who is eight and two in the Sun Belt. Sun Belt, yeah. Sun Belt at number. Th- these are AP rankings because playoff. They were recording Tuesday and playoff haven't came out yet. Um, at number thirteen, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Miss is eight and two, five and two in SEC play with their loss to be in Bama and Georgia. Oh, um, Ole Miss is favored by thirty-seven and a half. Lane, since you're the guest, 
we'll let you get started. What I'm happens here? Miss uh, win and cover. Jacob, uh, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna go with the same. I don't know, man. Thirty-seven is a big number, but Louisiana Monroe is not good at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you right there. I think we're gonna see. I mean, they're gonna be mad. And, you know, maybe you're thinking the short paper. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is they'd be playing state, but state's not exactly a, you know, a huge game to look forward to at the moment right now. So I think they're going to take care of business. And I think they're going to beat them right there in the low 40s. Hey, state's going to be fighting for bowl eligibility. Yes, Ole Miss. So you never know. Mm -hmm. A little scrappy. Yeah. Um, The next game. That we have is uh, Chattanooga, who is seven and three. Um, I'm not sure their conference re- or a conference record in the SoCon. I think they're six and two or something like that. Um, goes or comes to Tuscaloosa to face number eight Alabama, who is nine and one, six and one in conference play. Um, Wells, what do you have? Yeah, I think I'm taking Bama. There's no, there's no reason Bama shouldn't win. Um, <laughs> they're just, you know, it's, it's just Alabama versus Chattanooga. I think there's enough said. Um, it's not going to be one of them opponents. You remember, was it Furman a few years ago that came to Tuscaloosa and gave them a little run for their money during the Cupcake yeah. Week? Um, Citadel. The Citadel, you're right. But you're not going to see um, not going to see that happen. And, like, there's no spread to cover right now. So, yeah. But if there was a spread, as long as it's not, like, 75, I'd take Bama to cover it. I respect it. Um, I got the same thing. Uh, Bama to win. Uh, I would say probably cover if they did. I think it would probably be, what, 41 maybe. Mm-hmm. I think so. Lane, what do you got? Alabama winning and covering. That's a no-brainer. Covering the – we all have them covering the um, ghost spread, so there we go. Whatever it is, I don't think it's I don't think it's big enough, really. <laughs> um, next, we got a battle of West – I guess, you know, Southern Miss, but it's all there in Hattiesburg, West Mississippi. Um, Southern Miss is 3-7 and seven in – uh, Sunbelt again, right? Yeah, Don't they play? yeah, Sunbelt. Um, they're at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is really struggling right now. They're four and six, um, one and six in SEC play without their head. Now they're without their head coach. Um, and for a three and seven Sunbelt team to be playing in the SEC, the spread is not that big, honestly. No, Mississippi no, State is not. Mississippi State is favored by 14. Um, it's an 11 a.m. ESPN Plus slash SEC Network Plus game. Um, that tells you how excited everybody is to watch this game. Um, I don't think there's going to be any controversy here. I think State's going to get the job done just because Southern Miss is, you know, a, not a good team. Um, if this was like a good Sun Belt team like Troy, you know, I think State would be on serious upset alert. But I'm going to take so I think State the cover is going to 14 versus Southern Miss. Elaine, I I agree with you. I think State's going to win and cover the spread against them. I just don't think Southern Miss is that good of a ball club. I mean, they're three and seven, so. Yeah, I'm. I've got the same thing. I I really I really wanted to pick uh, Southern Miss. I wanted to pick them bad, just because why not? But I think Mississippi State will I'll get it done and um, cover just because Southern Miss is so bad. Yeah, right there. All right, another cupcake. Um, Abilene Christian, who is five and five in whatever conference they play in, would that be FCS? He's got to be. Uh, yeah, I think they're the FCS. At Texas A&M, Texas A&M is 6-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in SEC play. It is another 11 a.m. ESPN Plus slash SEC Network Plus game. Um, no spread yet as of Tuesday at, you know, 4.02. But I don't – let's just – anybody see any controversy here? Everybody sees A&M mm-hmm. winning. 
Give me Abilene. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. A&M wins big. What? What's that line? Yeah, I 100% agree. A&M wins. I can play out there without a coach, and I'd still win and cover. The, uh, this, this, the matchup predictor, according to ESPN, is 99% to win. So uh, take that as you will. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I wonder how much money if you bet on Abilene Christian to win outright. I'd say you bet ten dollars. How much you'd win? It's got to be in a lot. It would have to be an insane amount. Yeah, there's, there's, they probably that game's probably not even up yet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, no spread and all that. All right, next on the agenda is not much of a cupcake game. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could say UGA for UGA could be a cupcake game. Yeah. Um, number two or number one UGA uh, ten and zero in SEC play, seven zero in conference play after the beatdown on Miss last week. At number twenty one Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is seven and three, three and three in SC play coming across uh lost that um honestly it was kind of a blowout too versus Missouri. They lost like thirty-five to seven or something like that. And uh just didn't they look they held, they kept it together close. I mean early, they kept it close early, but it just didn't have it in you know second to fourth quarter. Um spread is UGA, ten and a half, two thirty CBS game. What you got, Jacob? Um, I think Georgia's gonna win. I think they're gonna cover. Uh, I think Tennessee will keep it close, like in the first half, maybe, you know, come out competitive just because it is Tennessee, Georgia. Um, but I don't, I think that spread may go up before the game. They can make it up to 11 and a half, maybe 12. But I think, I think Georgia's going to take care of business and um, get ready to face the mighty Yellow Jackets on prime time on ABC. Do you want to rant about that real quick? Yeah, I guess we can. Which you know, I was sitting there thinking about it. You know, I guess AM doesn't have a coach, doesn't help them. But me and Jacob were talking yesterday, and they have LSU, Texas AM at eleven AM in Death Valley, which is absolutely a travesty considering they're gonna have UGA at Georgia Tech, not even between the hedges. It is in downtown Atlanta at six thirty at night on ABC. Why can you tell me why that's a bad thing? Well, I mean, downtown Atlanta at night is not good, but also it's just how many folks are going to go to the Georgia Tech game? I bet you there's more Georgia fans in that stadium than there will be Georgia Tech game fans. I mean, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. I think it it definitely that one should definitely be the 11 a.m. It's always been the 11 a.m. game. All right, yeah, you know, it's 12 a.m. It's 12 or 12 p.m. their time, so they even get another extra hour of sleep or the tailgate. Yeah, and it's always been odd to me that, I mean, most of the time an LSU game is going to be at night, no matter who they play. Just because, I mean, I guess the SEC gives their respect to the atmosphere that they provide down there, which, I mean, I understand. I mean, I've not been, but I get it. So, but, I mean, I don't know. I think it's definitely should be the role should be flipped. Uh, but I, we, I don't make Kind of got sidetracked. You did. You said UJ wins and covers, right? Correct. Lane, have you made your pick, Rhett? Yeah, Georgia's going to win and cover. I think they're going to beat them by at least 20, to be honest with you. Uh, Tennessee, the three losses, they've got blown out by, what, Florida, Alabama, and Missouri now. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they're a good team. Oh, man, they're a decent team, a decent SEC team. But when it comes to a decent opponent, they just they can't do it. So, yeah, um, I think I'm going to go with the dogs on this one. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna take the dogs UGA to win here. Um, I think it's gonna be set fourteen to seventeen point game somewhere right through there. Um, I'm with Jacob. It's gonna be a little close early, but UGA is just 
they're kind of firing all cylinders right now after they um you know they kind of struggled to start the year. Next, Bad McDonkey's really kind of going off. Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. <laughs> right. Next on the agenda is New Mexico State, who is eight and three in the Mountain West. I think that's right, the Mountain yeah. West. I don't know if it, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. At the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tigers are on a three-game winning streak. Um, we're not going to talk about the teams they've beat during that three-game winning streak, but we are on a three-game winning streak. Uh, we're six and four, um, ball eligible, and we're three and four in SEC play. Spread is Auburn 24, um, and it's the 3 p.m. SEC network game. The Auburn Tigers are going to keep it 4-0, and they're going to have a four-game winning streak coming into the Iron Bowl, and they're going to cover this week, Jacob. Yeah, well, you know, actually, New Mexico State is in Conference USA now. That's new, right? Yes, very new. Um, kind of, definitely the most the <laughs> the West most team in that conference. Um, but yeah, I think I think Auburn's gonna, um, I think Auburn's gonna win, and they're gonna cover the twenty four. Uh, what's crazy is it's gonna be crazy when uh, Alabama comes to comes to Auburn next week and loses. But beats Georgia and wins the SEC championship, then the committee is going to have a hard time. It's going to be it's going to be crazy when the SEC championship champion doesn't make the um, playoff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that a little foreshadowing, Jacob? Or pick next week? I mean, I, no, no. I definitely going to pick up. Mm-hmm. But you know that Auburn Jesus is working down there. He is moving mountains for the Tigers to find a way to win. And he called me yesterday and told me that he was going to be in attendance for the Iron Bowl. So take that as you will. Why wouldn't he? And he's going to have Peyton Thorne throwing for over 100 yards, what he told me. Yeah, well, that's just – yeah, that's just – man, that's going to suck. But, it, oh, well, roll tide, I guess. Lane, who you got this – you, you like the Aggies or you like Auburn? Yeah, I'm going with, uh, with Auburn. They're going to win and cover. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about New Mexico State. Other than they're in New Mexico, for those reasons, definitely go with Auburn to – to win and cover the spread. Thank God it's not a basketball game because they'd probably bring their guns with them. Oh, I remember, I forgot about that. Wasn't that between New Mexico and New Mexico State last year? Yeah, well, I yeah, that too. And like last week I had to do current event assignment and it was there was a, a guy or two former players sued because they used to have to go in the locker room and like pull their pants down and like get hazed. Like players did, as well as the teammates were just having, they just would bring their guns into the facility and like wave them at people and just to scare them. You know, it's like, how do you go from having that ass act or accident happen and then you continue to do it? Just what a joke. Anyways, sorry, that's aside from that. Yeah. All right, Jake, if you want to introduce the next one. Yeah. Um, the next one we have on the schedule is. Florida, who is five and five overall with a three and four record in conference play, going to um, as of right now number eleven Missouri, who is eight and two, four and two in conference play. Um, Missouri is favored by eleven and a half. It's a six thirty ESPN kick. Um, I think I think Missouri is going to win, but I think Florida is going to cover. Um, you just never know what Florida team you're going to get. Um, this week, I think this week will be their best week to become bowl eligible. Especially with going what four state is it in Gainesville next year? I mean next next week. I think it's in the I think it's in the swamp. I could be wrong on that. I mean either way, I think this way I think this week's their best week to become bowl eligible. So you know maybe they know that. Um, 
Maybe come six is five. Might see him in Birmingham. So you never know. <laughs> Lane. Yeah, I'm going to go with Missouri, but and uh, I'm going to get them to cover. I think they're a really, really good SEC team. Uh, but like you said, you never know what team we're going to get. See what he says. But I'm going to go for uh, Missouri to win and cover. Uh, I think I'm going to take Missouri and win and cover too. Um, like Jacob said, uh, I think Florida will be a little motivated because of, you know, they got to kind of, I feel like they got to win this one to get the ball eligibility. But um, it's not going to happen. Missouri's going to win and cover, and that's going to be that. Yeah. Billy is going to be a little pissed about that one. Who is? Jesse. Oh, oh Jesse Lane. <laughs> Just, um, does Florida have to – does Florida, if they go 0-2 in these next two, does Billy Napier still have a job next year? It might be unlikely. I mean, it's it's so hard with the, the recruiting class that he's putting together right now. And, you know, but this is actually a step back from what they were last year. I think they were 6-6, six and six, and then they ended up being 6-7 and seven after they lost the ball game maybe. Yeah. So if you don't even go to a ball game in year two and, you know, Gainesville, Florida has high expectations, I think it's very likely. I think Florida has higher expectations than Starkville does. That's for sure. I agree. Yeah. And Starkville, I mean, if Mississippi State is going to give, you know, give him 10 games, you know, I think I don't see, I don't see a world where, well, I think it's very likely that he could get the boot. Very, yeah. very likely. Next on the agenda, we got Florida International, who is four and six. And I don't even know Conference USA or yeah. yeah. Um at Arkansas. Arkansas is three and seven. Um one and six in SC play. I hate talking about them just because they make me and Jacob look absolutely dumb. God just <laughs> I mean I th- it's just hard for us to pick a team to go nine and three and then turn around and they're gonna they may go three and nine. Very possible. <laughs> they could be. I mean possible. Um Arkansas spread is a 29 and a half and um it's a six thirty ESPN U game. Um I don't probably gonna have <laughs> I don't even know who the announcers are gonna be there. Hold on, let me talk about it. Derek Mason is awful. I don't know how many folks have listened to Derek Mason announce a football game, but it is the most dry commentary I've ever heard in my life. Well, they coached at Auburn. What do you expect? Well, yeah, and Vanderbilt. Oh, even no, that, that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a. I don't know. You would expect a Vandy guy to be smart, but mm-hmm. whatever. Anyways, um, I think we're all going to take. I'm going to take Arkansas to win and cover. What about you, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, at this point. Um, 29 and a half is a really big number, but Florida International is awful. They are like, they're, I, I was going to pick them to cover until I was looking at their previous 10 games. And yeah, man, they're, they're really bad. So they got beat by Middle Tennessee State by 34. So yeah, they're really bad. So Arkansas wins and covers. Lane, what do you think? I'm going to go with, uh, Arkansas to win. I will actually be in the state of Arkansas. So I think it's only fitting I go willing to win and cover. You going to be at the game? I will not be at the game. I will be uh, shooting some ducks, hopefully. Okay. The yee yee, baby. Um, you might as well make your way over to Fayetteville and go inside. I'm sure, I'm sure tickets are going to be cheap now. Yes. I don't know if they'll ever be as cheap as Mandy Yukon, though. I mean that's that's true. That was one dollar. 
right. Uh, next on the agenda, we got the battle of. Well, I guess it's uh, SCC's opponents. Um, <laughs> Kentucky is uh, six and four, three and four in SC East play or SC play. South Carolina is four and six in the SC play, two and five in conference play. They are trying to stay ball eligible. Um, Kentucky's favored by two and a half or by two, and it's a six thirty. Um, ESP Network game. Jacob, what you got? South Carolina is going to upset. I think that they want to go. They want to go to Birmingham. You know, they're fighting for a spot <laughs> in Birmingham. So I think they're going to. I think they'll pull the upset off. Uh, they really they dominated Vanderbilt this past week. So I think it might. I don't think they'll dominate Kentucky, but Kentucky also got dominated last week. So I think it's going to be. Um, a Kentucky team that's coming in, maybe beat up a little bit in South Carolina, maybe with a little hope. So give me um give me the Gamecocks. Lane, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jacob. I think uh the one man show is gonna win this week. I think Spencer Rattler's gonna have a really good uh really good game and pull up the upset here. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go against y'all. Um unfortunately for the Gamecocks and Gamecock fans. They are not going to go bowling this year unless not enough teams become eligible. Then you might see them in Birmingham, maybe. <laughs> um, I know the Baileys would greatly appreciate going to the Birmingham. Well, don't even have to get them a hotel room and all that. But that. I'm going to take Kentucky to win and cover. All right. Next on the agenda, we got the last SC game of Cupcake Week. We got Georgia State, who is six and four in. That's not Sunbelt, too, is it? Yeah, they are Sunbelt. Don't they play Troy? Yeah. Um, that's six of four in the Sunbelt, or uh, overall. In this, and then they're at number 15, LSU. LSU is seven and three overall, and it's five and two in conference play. Spread is LSU 31. It is a 7 p.m. ESPN2 game. I'm going to take LSU to win and cover. Um, I just feel like they're the more dominant team. Georgia State's kind of been struggling a little bit after they had a few ups. Are they? Kind of started off the year good. They've reached ball eligibility. I think that's about as good as they're going to get. So I'm going to take LSU to win and cover. Uh, Lane, what you got? Yeah, I got uh, LSU to win and cover, too. Uh, I don't think Georgia State's that good of a team. So for those reasons, I'm going to go uh, LSU to win. Yeah, I'm going to go um, LSU to win and cover. Two words, Jaden Daniels. I think that's all you got to know. I think, you know, they beat up on Army however long ago that was. And so um really disappointed that they don't support the troops down there in Baton Rouge. But I mean, besides that, then I think they're gonna I think they're really gonna prove a point. Do y'all think who's y'all's husband gonna run? Is it Jane Daniels? I mean, yeah. I think so. I mean, if you get if you I know this is gonna sound like such a this is a typical Alabama fan answer. But if you I mean Obviously, it's full season. I'm not discrediting that. But if you take his last three to four games, if he played like that the whole year, I think he'd give it to Jalen Milrow if he plays like he has the past four weeks. But that's the past four weeks, and it's not the full season. So I think it's going to be Penix or Daniels. Uh, man, I really don't know uh, who you would give the Heisman to. I ain't really kept up with everyone else's stats, but Jaden Daniels, uh, he did get hurt against Alabama, and he looks like he came back strong. So, for those reasons, I'm gonna, I think he might win it. 
Who are your finalists, Wells? Who do you think is going to be there? I think Daddy Bo is going to be there. Oh, God. I think Penix is going to be there, and Jane Daniels is going to be there. Just, do they just do three now? I think so. Yeah. Um, I really don't even know who no would probably Harrison? be. Huh? No Marvin Harrison? He'd probably be my fourth, but I, I don't know. I think if there's – I think – I think you could toss it up between him and out of the out of the ones you named, you could toss it up between him and Bo. Mm-hmm. I think Penix and Jaden Daniels are deserved to be there. For well, sure. I mean, Bo's like twenty five touchdown. Or I don't even. Bo's stats are like like touchdown wise is just as almost as good as Penix. I think Penix has a few more hundred yards than him, but I think Bo's t- t- took care of the ball more. And but it, I mean, this award is so much now of like who's just on the better team. Fair. And uh, Penix, I think I think Washington's probably a little better than Oregon. All right, y'all both y'all had LSU winning and covering, right? Right. Yes. All right. Next, we're gonna go a little Pac-12 play. Um, number sixteen, Utah, seven and three in overall, four and three in Pac-12 play at number nineteen, Arizona. Arizona is seven and three, five and two in Pac-12. It's Arizona. It's favored by one uh one and is a one thirty Pac-12 game, which is a little disappointing for be a ranked on ranked game to be at you know Pac-12. Network. Um, what you got, Jacob? Um, I think Arizona is going to win and cover it. Um, I know it's just a one. You know, I know the spread's one, but really becomes a pick 'em at this point. But I think Arizona is going to take care of business. They've been my, they were my um super dog at one point. So there we go. Go stick with, stick with who I know. Fine. I'm gonna go with uh, Utah to take the dub here. Uh. I ain't too sure about both teams. I know Arizona's playing some games. They've kept it close with some big teams uh, this year. So, uh, I don't really know much about them. I'm just going to go with Utah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick with Jacob. I think Arizona has been playing really good ball of late. Um, you know, outside of their loss to uh, State early in the year, which is really looking like a bad loss now, um, they've played really good this year. I think they've exceeded a lot of people's expectations, including mine. So, I'm going to take Arizona to win and cover. Next is probably the game of the week in all of SEC. I mean, all the nation. Is this where game day is? Do, you, do either of y'all know? No, they're at James Madison. Who's James Madison playing? App State. Well, I mean, App I know that State six and four. So yeah, I know they try to show a little group of five love and all that. But like, how often are you going to get to go to game day in Corvallis? Right, and then, I mean, next week they're obviously going to be at Michigan, Ohio State. But right, so I mean. I understand. I mean, I guess showing the love to the group of five, but I mean, this is a top ten matchup. Mm-hmm. Crazy, with huge playoff implications too. Very huge. So I don't know. It just obviously. I mean, I guess they care about. I guess it's gonna be. I guess they're thinking ratings. I guess. I mean, have to be. But it's a joke. Anyways, Pat McAfee carries that show, by the way. But I digress. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think Washington is number five uh, right now for the AP poll. They're ten and 7 zero in Pac twelve play. Um, they're at number ten. Oregon State, like Oregon State, is eight and two. Um, five and two in Pac twelve play. Oregon State is actually favored by two and a half, and it's a six thirty ABC game. So that would be four thirty. Um, out west, it's not exactly a Pac twelve after dark game, but it will be ha- dark probably my after halftime. So you know, crazy stuff could happen. Um. What do you got, Jacob? Um, I think I think Oregon State. I think Oregon State is going to win. Um, 
I think so, but I also really want it to happen because I need it to happen. So um, I think I think DJ may have a – I think DJ has a good enough game. Uh, they put up 62 on Stanford last week. So, um, you know, offense can score. Maybe defense can hold Washington a little bit, but you never know. But I'm going to go with uh, Oregon State to win and cover two and a half. Line. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Washington to win. Uh, I think they're a better football team than Oregon State is. I, I just think on offense side of the ball and defense side of the ball, they're going to have more athletes than Oregon State has. And for those reasons, I'm going to go with Washington to win. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Washington too. I think Penix is just what we talked about. He's playing really good ball. Um, you know, it's hard not to root for the for the kid, especially after he started his year, transferred, and then – has just been playing lights out ball this year. Um, I, but I also think Washington understands that, like, they lose, they're probably out. So, right. like, you, you got to take care of business. And um, I think they will. So I'm going to take um, Washington to win and cover. Jacob, why don't you introduce uh, America's team this week? Yeah. Um, so Geraldine, or not Geraldine, but obviously, yeah, Geraldine. Geraldine, who is 10 and 1, travels to Gordo, who is also 10 and 1 for round two of the playoffs. Um, Gordo is favored by six and a half. Um, score prediction is 35 28. Uh, giving respect to Jordy to make all five extra points. I respect it. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it's going to happen. I think Gordo wins, uh, in covers. I think they'll, I think the first half will be close. Maybe, um, you know, Gilbert probably listens to us, so he's sitting here, he's trying to get a game plan going. But um, no, I think Gordo is going to take care of business and probably and either travel to Piedmont or Lauderdale County next week. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to take Gordo to win too. Um, but don't under like Geraldine is a really good ball club. Like they beat Fife this year, seventeen to six. Their only loss this year was um, Sylvania, thirty-seven to sixteen. A little bit of a blowout. But um, I, I, this is a long time. It's been a long time since Gordo's had this small of a spread, like in their opponent. So they obviously respect Jordan, but I think Jordan uh, Gordo's going to win and get the upset or get the um cover the spread. Lane. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gordo to win. I don't know nothing about Geraldine this year or really Gordo other than Ethan Wilder and Jason Neal. But uh, I kind of I hope they win and uh, y'all come up here to Lauderdale County and we might go watch that ball game. There we go. Um, all right, Jacob. Ethan Wilder of the field. Uh, Ethan Wilder, dude. I don't know if you saw the opening kickoff from last week. I did. I did see highlights. Yeah, I don't know if I called that one or the week before, but I called one of the two. Like for him to score on the opening kickoff, <laughs> I can't remember. But oh well, I don't know, man. I just, I think I think I think they're faster than Geraldine, but I know we need to fly through these super dogs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess like Jeff said, we'll go ahead and hop into Super Dogs. Um, I have Boston College upsetting Pitt. Um, Pitt's favored by three. Uh, Pitt's got a like a they're like two and eight. They're not that good a ball club. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, Boston College. Uh, the Golden Eagles were gonna upset quotation mark Pitt. And then I have UNC covering at Clemson. The spread is six and a half. Which I I don't know why Cle- I'd say UNC should be favored in this game. So I'm gonna take UNC to cover that six and a half versus Clemson. Jacob. Is that a is that a you think they're gonna win? 
Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to win too, but I'm going to just use them as like my cover. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. Um, I have Nebraska upsetting Wisconsin, who is favored by five. Uh, the game's in um, – I don't know the name of the stadium, but it's in. It's, it, it's at Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin's last three home games against – or last three home games they've lost. So um, – I think Nebraska is going to take care of business, become bowl eligible, by the way. And then I think Rutgers is going to go to Happy Valley and cover 20 and a half against Penn State. They kept it – well, they kept it within that number against Ohio State, so maybe they can do it with Penn State. At least I hope so. Wayne? All right, uh, for my first one, I got NC State uh, upset in Virginia Tech. The line is two and a half, and – uh. I think NC State will end up upsetting that game. And then I got Memphis, oh, Memphis uh, covering at SMU. Uh, SMU's uh, favorite eight and a half. So I'm going to go for Memphis. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that about, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if I said it, but this was episode 17, you know, yeah. slowly inching closer to 20. Yeah, man. We just got to, you know, um, I do want to say about the last episode, uh, I did put the wrong um, audio on it. So I had to delete it, but I re-uploaded it. So last week's episode got put up yesterday or the day before, but it is up now. Yeah, this has been episode 17 of It Just Means Less Podcast. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week.